0: CANTO SEVEN THE VEIL OF FLOWERS PRINCE'S INTENT ON EARTHLY GLORY After the gracious and glad salutations had three and four times been reiterated, Sordello backward drew and said, Who are you? Or ever to this mountain were directed the souls deserving to ascend to God, my bones were buried by Octavian. I am Virgilius and for no crime else did I lose heaven than for not having faith. In this wise, then, my leader made reply. As one who suddenly before him sees something whereat he marvels, who believes and yet does not, saying, It is, it is not, so he appeared, and then bowed down his brow, and with humility returned towards him, and where inferiors embrace, embraced him. O glory of the Latins thou, he said, thou whom our language showed what it could do, O pride eternal of the place I came from, what merit or what grace to me reveals thee? If I to hear thy words be worthy, tell me, if thou dost come from hell, and from what cloister? Through all the circles of the doleful realm, responded he, have I come hitherward. Heaven's power impelled me, and with that I come. I, by not doing, not by doing, lost the sight of that high sun which thou desirest, and which too late by me was recognized. A place there is below not sad with torments, but darkness only, where the lamentations have not the sound of wailing, but our sighs. There dwell I with the little innocents snatched by the teeth of death, ere ever they were from our human sinfulness exempt. There dwell I among those who the three saintly virtues did not put on, and without vice the others knew and followed all of them. But if thou know and can, some indication give us, by which we may the sooner come where purgatory has its right beginning. He answered, No fixed place has been assigned us. Tis lawful for me to go up and round. So far as I can go, as guide I join thee. But see already how the day declines, and to go up by night we are not able. Therefore 'tis well to think of some fair sojourn. Souls are there on the right hand, here withdrawn. If thou permit me, I will lead thee to them, and thou shalt know them not without delight. How is this? was the answer. Should one wish to mount by night, would he prevented be by others? Or mayhap would not have power? And on the ground the good swordello drew his finger, saying, See, this line alone thou couldst not pass after the sun is gone. Not that aught else would hindrance give, however, to going up, save the nocturnal darkness. This with the want of power the will perplexes. WE MIGHT INDEED THEREWITH RETURN BELOW, AND, WANDERING, WALK THE HILLSIDE ROUND ABOUT, WHILE THE HORIZON HOLDS THE DAY IMPRISONED. THEREON MY LORD, AS IF IN WONDER, SAID, DO THOU CONDUCT US THITHER, WHERE THOU SAYEST THAT WE CAN TAKE DELIGHT IN TARRYING? LITTLE HAD WE WITHDRAWN US FROM THAT PLACE, WHEN I PERCEIVED THE MOUNT WAS hollowed OUT IN FASHION AS THE VALLEYS HERE ARE hollowed. THITHERWARD, SAID THAT SHADE, WILL WE REPAIR, WHERE OF ITSELF THE HILLSIDE MAKES A LAP, AND THERE FOR THE NEW DAY WILL WE await." Twixt hill and plain there was a winding path which led us to the margin of that dell, where dyes the border more than half away, gold and fine silver and scarlet and pearl white, the Indian wood resplendent and serene, fresh emerald the moment it is broken. By herbage and by flowers within that hollow planted, each one in color would be vanquished, as by its greater vanquished is the less. Nor in that place had nature painted only, but of the sweetness of a thousand odors made there a mingled fragrance and unknown. Salve Regina, on the green and flowers there seated, singing, spirits I beheld, which were not visible outside the valley. Before the scanty sun now seeks his nest, began the Mantuan, who had led us thither, among them do not wish me to conduct you. Better from off this ledge the acts and faces of all of them will you discriminate than in the plain below received among them. He who sits highest, and the semblance bears of having what he should have done neglected, and to the others song moves not his lips, Rudolph the Emperor was, who had the power to heal the wounds that Italy have slain, so that through others slowly he revives. The other, who in look doth comfort him, govern the region where the water springs, the Maldau bears the Elbe, and the Elbe the sea. His name was Otokar, and in swaddling clothes far better he than bearded Wenceslaus, his son, who feeds in luxury and ease. And the small-nosed, who close in council seems with him that has an aspect so benign, died fleeing and disflowering the lily. Look there, how he is beating at his breast. Behold the other one, who for his cheek sighing has made of his own palm a bed. Father and father-in-law of Francis' pest are they, and know his vicious life and lewd, and hence proceeds the grief that so doth pierce them. He who appears so stalwart, and chimes in, singing with that one of the manly nose, the chord of every valour war begirt. And if as king had after him remained the stripling who in rear of him is sitting, well had the valour passed from vase to vase, which cannot of the other heirs be said. Frederick and Giacomo possess the realms, but none the better heritage possesses. Not oftentimes upriseth through the branches the probity of man, and this he wills who gives it, so that we may ask of him. Eek to the large-nosed reach my words, no less than to the other Pierre, who with him sings, whence Provence and Napulia grieve already. The plant is as inferior to its seed as more than Beatrice and Margaret Costanza boasteth of her husband still. Behold the monarch of the simple life, Harry of England, sitting there alone. He and his branches has a better issue. He who the lowest on the ground among them sits looking upward is the Marquis William, for whose sake Alessandra and her war make Montferrat and Canavese weep. CANTO Eight, THE VEIL OF FLOWERS, PRINCE'S INTENT ON EARTHLY GLORY, AND THE SERPENT T'was now the hour that turneth back desire in those who sail the sea, and melts the heart, the day they've said to their sweet friends farewell, and the new pilgrim penetrates with love if he doth hear from far away a bell that seemeth to deplore the dying day, when I began to make of no avail my hearing, and to watch one of the souls uprisen that begged attention with its hand. It joined and lifted upward both its palms, fixing its eyes upon the Orient, as if it said to God, Nought else I care for. Te lucisante, so devoutly issued forth from its mouth, and with such dulcet tones it made me issue forth from my own mind. And then the other, sweetly and devoutly accompanied it through all the hymn entire, having their eyes on the supernal wheels. Here, reader, fix thine eyes well on the truth, for now indeed so subtle is the veil, surely to penetrate within is easy. I saw that army of the gentle-born there in silence upward gaze as if in expectation pale and humble. And from on high come forth and down descend I saw two angels with two flaming swords truncated and deprived of their points, green as the little leaflets just now born their garments were, which by their verdant pinions beaten and blown abroad they trailed behind. One just above us came to take his station, and one descended to the opposite bank, so that the people were contained between them. Clearly in them discerned I the blonde head, but in their faces was the eye bewildered, as faculty confounded by excess. From Mary's bosom both of them have come, Sordello said, as guardians of the valley against the serpent that will come anon. Whereupon I, who knew not what by road, turned round about and closely drew myself utterly frozen to the faithful shoulders. And once again, Sordello, now descend we mid the grand shades, and we will speak to them, right pleasant will it be for them to see you. Only three steps I think that I descended, and was below, and saw one who was looking only at me as if he fain would know me. Already now the air was growing dark, but not so that between his eyes and mine it did not show what it before locked up. Towards me he moved, and I towards him did move. Noble Judge Nino, how it me delighted when I beheld thee not among the damned! No greeting fair was left unsaid between us. Then asked he, How long is it since thou camest o'er the far waters to the mountain's foot? Oh, said I to him, through the dismal places I came this morn, and am in the first life, albeit the other going thus I gain. And on the instant my reply was heard, he and Sordello both shrank back from me, like people who are suddenly bewildered. One to Virgilius, and the other turned to one who sat there, crying, Up, Corrado, come and behold what God in grace has willed. Then turned to me, By that especial grace thou owest unto him, who so conceals his own first wherefore, that it has no ford, When thou shalt be beyond the waters wide, tell my Giovanna that she pray for me, where answer to the innocent is made. I do not think her mother loves me more, since she has laid aside her wimple white, which she unhappy needs must wish again. Through her full easily is comprehended how long in woman lasts the fire of love, if eye or touch do not relight it often. So fair a hatchment will not make for her the viper marshalling the melanese afield, as would have made Galura's cock. In this wise spake he, with the stamp impressed upon his aspect of that righteous zeal which measurably burneth in the heart. My greedy eyes still wandered up to heaven, still to that point where slowest are the stars, even as a wheel nearest to its axle. And my conductor, Son, what dost thou gaze at up there? And I to him, At those three torches with which this hither pole is all on fire. And he to me, The four resplendent stars thou sawest this morning are down yonder low, and these have mounted up to where those were. As he was speaking, to himself Sordello drew him and said, Lo, there are adversary, and pointed with his finger to look thither. Upon the side on which the little valley no barrier hath, a serpent was, perchance the same which gave to Eve the bitter food. Twixt grass and flowers came on the evil streak, turning at times its head about, and licking its back like to a beast that smoothed itself. I did not see, and therefore cannot say, how the celestial falcons gan to move, but well I saw that they were both in motion. Hearing the air cleft by their verdant wings, the serpent fled, and round the angels wheeled, up to their stations flying back alike. The shade that to the judge had near approached when he had called throughout that whole assault had not a moment loosed its gaze on me. So may the light that leadeth thee on high find in thine own free will as much of wax as needful is up to the highest azure, began it, if some true intelligence of Valdimagra or its neighborhood thou knowest, tell it me who once was great there. Curado Malaspina was I called. I'm not the elder, but from him descended. To mine I bore the love which here refineth. Oh, said I unto him. Through your domains I never passed, but where is there a dwelling throughout all Europe where they are not known? That fame which doeth honor to your house proclaims its signors and proclaims its land, so that he knows of them who ne'er was there. And, as I hope for heaven, I swear to you, your honored family in naught abates the glory of the purse and of the sword. It is so privileged by use and nature that, though a guilty head misguide the world, soul it goes right and scorns the evil way. And he. Now go, for the sun shall not lie seven times upon the pillow which the ram with all his four feet covers and bestrides, before that such a courteous opinion shall in the middle of thy head be nailed with greater nails than of another speech, unless the course of justice standeth still. Canto 9 The Veil of Flowers Dante's First Dream The Gate of Purgatory The concubine of old Tithonus now gleamed white upon the eastern balcony, forth from the arms of her sweet paramour. With gems her forehead all relucent was, set in the shape of that cold animal which with its tail doth smite amain the nations. And of the steps with which she mounts, the knight had taken two in that place where we were, and now the third was bending down its wings. When I, who something had of Adam in me, vanquished by sleep upon the grass reclined, there were all five of us already sat. Just at the hour when her sad lay begins the little swallow near unto the morning, perchance in memory of her former woes, and when the mind of man, a wanderer more from the flesh, and less by thought imprisoned, almost prophetic in its vision is, in dreams, it seemed to me, I saw suspended an eagle in the sky with plumes of gold, with wings wide open and intent to stoop. And this, it seemed to me, was where had been, by Ganymede, his kith and kin abandoned, when to the high consistory he was wrapped. I thought within myself— Perchance he strikes from habit only here, and from elsewhere disdains to bear up any in his feet. Then wheeling somewhat more, it seemed to me, terrible as the lightning he descended, and snatched me upward even to the fire. Therein it seemed that he and I were burning, and the imagined fire did scorch me so, that of necessity my sleep was broken. Not otherwise Achilles started up, around him turning his awakened eyes, and knowing not the place in which he was, what time from Chiron stealthily his mother carried him sleeping in her arms to Syros, wherefrom the Greeks withdrew him afterwards, then I upstarted when from off my face sleep fled away, and pallid I became, as doth the man who freezes with affright. Only my comforter was at my side, and now the sun was more than two hours high, and turned towards the seashore was my face. Be not intimidated, said my lord. Be assured, for all is well with us. Do not restrain, but put forth all thy strength. Thou hast at length arrived at purgatory. See there the cliff that closes it around. See there the entrance where it seems disjoined." William, at dawn, which doth precede the day, when inwardly thy spirit was asleep upon the flowers that deck the land below, there came a lady, and said, I am Lucia. Let me take this one up who is asleep, so will I make his journey easier for him. Sordello and the other noble shapes remained. She took thee, and as day grew bright, upward she came, and I upon her footsteps. She laid thee here, and first her beauteous eyes that open entrance pointed out to me, then she and sleep together went away. In guise of one whose doubts are reassured, and who to confidence his fear doth change after the truth has been discovered to him, so did I change. And when without disquiet my leader saw me, up along the cliff he moved, and I behind him, toward the height. Reader, thou seest well how I exalt my theme, and therefore if with greater art I fortify it, marvel not thereat. Nearer approached we, and were in such place that there, where first appeared to me a rift like to a crevice that disparts a wall, I saw a portal, and three stairs beneath, diverse in color, to go up to it, and a gatekeeper, who yet spake no word, and as I opened more and more mine eyes, I saw him seated on the highest stair, such in the face that I endured it not. And in his hand he had a naked sword, which so reflected back the sunbeams towards us, that oft in vain I lifted up mine eyes. "'Tell it from where you are, what is't you wish?' began he to exclaim. "'Where is the escort? Take heed your coming hither, harm you not.' "'A lady of heaven with these things conversant,' my master answered him, but even now said to us, "'Thither go, there is the portal.' "'And may she speed your footsteps in all good.' again began the courteous janitor, come forward then unto these stairs of ours. Thither did we approach, and the first stair was marble white, so polished and so smooth I mirrored myself therein as I appear. The second, tinked of deeper hue than purse, was of calcined and uneven stone, cracked all asunder lengthwise and across. The third, that uppermost rests massively, porphyry seemed to me, as flaming red as blood that from a vein is spurting forth. Both of his feet was holding upon this the angel of God, upon the threshold seated, which seemed to me a stone of diamond. Along the three stairs upward with good will did my conductor draw me, saying, Ask humbly that he the fastening may undo. Devoutly at the holy feet I cast me, for mercy's sake besought that he would open, but first upon my breast three times I smote. Seven peas upon my forehead he described, with the sword's point, and, Take heed that thou wash these wounds when thou shalt be within, he said. Ashes or earth that dry is excavated, of the same color were with his attire, and from beneath it he drew forth two keys, one was of gold, and the other was of silver. First with the white, and after with the yellow, plied he the door, so that I was content. Whenever faileth either of these keys, so that it turn not rightly in the lock, he said to us, this entrance doth not open. More precious one is, but the other needs more art and intellect ere it unlock, for it is that which doth the knot unloose. From Peter I have them, and he bade me err rather in opening than in keeping shut, if people but fall down before my feet. Then pushed the portals of the sacred door, exclaiming, Enter, but I give you warning, that forth returns whoever looks behind. And when upon their hinges were turned round the swivels of that consecrated gate, which are of metal, massive and sonorous, roared not so loud nor so discordant seemed, Tarpeia, when was taken from it the good Metellus, wherefore meager it remained. At the first thunderpeal I turned attentive, and Te Deum Laudamus seemed to hear in voices mingled with sweet melody. Exactly such an image rendered me that which I heard, as we are wont to catch, when people singing with the organ stand. For now we hear and now hear not the words.